Welcome to Decoding the Customer, a podcast about customer experience and how to realize customer-centric change in today's dynamic business world. I'm Julia Allfelt, Certified Customer Experience Professional, Business Advisor, and your host as we explore topics, trends, and best practices that are enabling brands to thrive in the age of the customer. Thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a regular listener, thanks, and it's great to have you back. This is episode 71, the second of four weekly episodes for the month of February. Returning listeners will know that this show includes different types of episodes. Each month, I feature an expert interview or a customer experience case study, something to inspire and spark thinking while we dive deep into the practical how-tos in the CX mini masterclass episodes during the rest of the month. Today, I'm sharing a conversation that I recently had with Sue Brady, the Vice President of Marketing and Customer Engagement at Hughes Network Systems. Hughes Network Systems, LLC, we'll just refer to it as Hughes from here on out, is the global leader in broadband satellite technology and services for the home and office. Its flagship high-speed satellite internet service is HughesNet, the world's largest satellite network with over 1.4 million residential and business customers across the Americas. Headquartered outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland, Hughes operates sales and support offices worldwide and is a wholly owned subsidiary of the EchoStar Corporation. Sue is a strategic and results-driven marketing executive with a proven ability to grow revenue and profits through online and direct marketing channels. In addition to her marketing duties, In the last two years, she's been co-leading a newly created customer experience team. The goal of the team has been to spread the practice of always putting the customer first. I initially got wind of Sue and her work through the CXPA's 2019 Innovation Awards. Sue and her team were chosen as finalists for last year's awards with their CX Now program. CX Now is an innovative program that enables employees from across Hughes' business to highlight and share ideas about opportunities for journey improvement. Their approach engages team members and third-party partners, it celebrates individual contributions, and it delivers tangible improvements to the customer journey. Through this program, Sue and her team have also succeeded in raising the overall profile of the organization's customer experience efforts successfully positioning this as a top-of-mind topic. Hughes' CX Now program makes for an excellent case study in both journey improvement and employee engagement. Beyond the CX Now program, Sue and I also speak about her career path to customer experience and her view on the future of the profession. So, if you're looking for a real-life example of how customer experience professionals are realizing change and making CX relevant in their organization, then stay tuned. Customer journeys are a work in progress. As customer wants and needs, or the technology that underpins experiences evolves, so should the journey. But how do you gather these insights on an ongoing basis and make sure that they come to life? One approach is to go straight to the horse's mouth and ask customers what they want. And most organizations with a customer experience program do this. It often yields tons of insights. But it can be difficult or time-consuming to manage customer listening on an ongoing basis. 
That's why some organizations turn to their employees as an additional source of insights for journey improvement. Since employees have a unique perspective about what goes on behind the scenes, they're well-positioned to combine this with things they've had to troubleshoot in the past. The results can be some pretty novel ideas for journey improvement. Engaging with employees to crowdsource journey improvement has the added benefit of helping position the customer journey at the top of people's minds. If you're on the lookout for experience improvements, you're more likely to be thinking about things through the eyes of the customer. It also helps employees establish a stake in the game when it comes to customer experience. If you're part of the solution, you're more likely to take pride in the outcomes. And these positive attitudes can be contagious in a good way. Hughes's CX Now program has achieved all of these things. And it was really interesting to speak with Sue about the genesis for the program, how they've been tracking the impact, and their plans for sustaining momentum going forward. There's a reason the CX Now program was selected as a finalist for the CXPA Innovation Awards, and I hope that my conversation with Sue sheds some light on why. A summary of the insights from my conversation with Sue will be available in the show notes for this episode, which are on my website, julia-alfelt.com or decodingthecustomer.com. Sue, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and join me on the show. I really appreciate it. Sure. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So everyone in the field of customer experience has a unique story about how they got involved with this field. It is, after all, a field of work that didn't really exist 15 or 20 years ago. How did you find the customer experience profession, or how did the profession find you? I'd say in some ways the profession found me. The senior leadership here at Hughes, where I work, decided that we wanted to formalize a CX effort. We focus on the customer in our day-to-day, but there was never a formal customer experience team. So what they did was they plucked me from the marketing department and my co-lead from customer care, thinking that would be a great combination of somebody who knows how to talk with customers, and then you've got someone who's listening to customers all the time. And so while we were doing CX-related responsibilities already, this allowed us to focus a great deal more of our time there. And have you enjoyed this transition being in a CX role? I have. I have also kept part of my marketing responsibilities too. So for me, it's been a real win-win. I get to do both and I really do enjoy both. Has anything surprised you about customer experience? Was there anything along the way that you're like, oh boy, I got to upskill myself in this? Or was it like a really natural, easy transition from your marketing responsibilities? I found it to be a very natural transition. We, in marketing, were already doing journey mapping for our customers. I'd actually already hired somebody to help on the customer experience side of things. So while I was very focused on acquisition marketing, I also was responsible for a customer once they became a customer. So I helped on the retention side and also was responsible for all of the written communications that went out to our customers and usability on the website. So a lot of that responsibility really is customer experience responsibility. And what the change in roles did is allowed me to put more time into that piece of it. So I'd say the transition was incredibly smooth just because it allowed me to spend more time doing some of the things I was already focusing on. And I suppose it was probably really smart of Hughes to take 
these two components of customer experience, the marketing, the outward looking part of it, and then the customer care piece, the listening and supporting customers and bring them together. I mean, those are the two main components of customer experience. What precipitated the move to formalize customer experience as a function? The senior leadership at Hughes Echostar, we're owned by Echostar, is a huge proponent of customer experience. And they started talking about it with the senior management team here and wanting to know what we were doing to ensure that we were putting our best customer experience forward. And that got everyone thinking that maybe we need to have a dedicated team, that this is what they do. They think about this all day if not their whole job, at least as a part of that job. And so that's really where I came from, which for us was a huge advantage because it means from the very beginning, we've had senior level buy-in. Since transitioning into this role or having customer experience become a part of your portfolio of work, have you found yourself advocating for customer experience to be a bigger focus for the business? Absolutely. I'd say Pretty much every day, that's what I do. Keeping something really visible has been really important. And the way to do that is to talk about it, make sure it comes up in meetings, to make sure you're questioning what people do so that they're focusing on customer experience and thinking about it. So I'd say definitely. And are you seeing this become a bigger focus within the broader conversation outside of people with customer experience or customer engagement in their titles? Yeah. It's funny, we have a national sales meeting where several hundred of the sales marketing people worldwide gather with our engineers and customer care professionals once a year, and we just had that a couple weeks ago here in Maryland, which is where our headquarters are, and everybody gives presentations. You hear from senior leadership and middle management as well. I'd say at least 50% of the time, if not more, the words customer experience were uttered by those people, which is something we never would have had in the past. That's amazing. It is amazing. And I started taking notes every time I heard it because I wanted to go back to the team and say, did you notice? Did you notice? Did you hear this? (laughs) It was really pretty exciting. So yeah, it's permeating and people are thinking about it and, and are also understanding why it's so important. And I think that's really key. That's great. And it sounds like a part of this or something that's definitely helped it is the CX Now initiative. Wanted to talk a little bit with you about that. The CX Now program was recognized by the CXPA as a finalist for the 2019 Innovation Awards, which is amazing to have the Global Professional Association recognize your efforts as some of the best that are out there happening in customer experience. So congratulations to you and your team. Thank you so much. Can you share a little bit about what the CX Now program is all about? So the CX Now program was designed to encourage our employees and contractors to think about ways that the company could improve our customer experience. That's in essence what the program was. We wanted to let employees know that we value their ideas. So that's why we really wanted employees involved, but also our customer care centers, our call centers around the world, and we don't own those call centers. The employees, they're all contractors, and they're talking to our customers every single day. So if anyone could tell us a way to improve the customer experience, these folks could. And we really wanted to get their input. Plus, the nature of our service requires an installation in a customer's home when it's newly purchased. 
So we wanted installers to be able to tell us what could we do to make the experience better because they're also talking to customers every day. And so that's sort of the essence of the program. And then to encourage participation, we do offer a monetary reward where if your idea gets chosen and we green light it to be implemented, we'll send you a gift card. So there is motivation to do it. The other key thing with this program was we sort of have to keep the excitement up and going. And so we created a visible campaign that employees would see around the company in the form of posters. And what we did is we took pictures of employees doing various things like fist bumps and high-fiving, that kind of thing. And we created these beautiful posters. There's 10 different people pictured that are employees. They're hanging up around all of our campuses here. And in addition to that, the launching of our program coincided with our quarterly tent meetings. And at that meeting, we handed out t-shirts to all the employees and the leadership team talked about the program. So it really started to drive excitement. And actually, by the time everybody came back into the building, the posters were already hung up. So the whole thing just really worked very well and has generated excitement. And actually, we're now at the phase of we are redoing all of the posters. We're shooting pictures of employees who have submitted ideas throughout the last year for the program. And so they'll see their pictures hanging on the walls. And we've got a theme plan to make it so that they look a little bit different and look interesting and people are going to look at those posters and hopefully get re-energized about the programs so that we can continue to see these ideas flow in. That's awesome. That's great to celebrate the individual contributions. I mean, that really is the other piece of it is that as we got more and more familiar with customer experience as a field, we read and learned about how employee engagement can really help drive positive customer satisfaction. And we wanted to incorporate that as well. So we do work with HR to do that. This program specifically really doesn't encourage employee engagement. So we were sort of hoping that we could accomplish both goals that keep our employees more engaged and then improve customer experience. Yeah, I think for all customer experience professionals out there, HR and employee engagement is an area where we need to get involved. You know, I mean, we can have what we think are the most amazing ideas about what customer experience should be. But if the teams that are delivering those experiences aren't on board, then Jeepers, you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's a really good point. One of the very early changes we made when the department was first formed is we started working with HR in their process they use for onboarding new employees and made sure that we have a little customer experience video that they show now. They hand out a customer experience brochure so that right away brand new employees understand that we're focusing in this area. That's great to embed customer experience as a key feature sort of along the employee journey too. So with CX Now, you were receiving ideas from people across the business. What were the kinds of profiles of people who were submitting ideas and suggestions and stuff? Was it who you expected? Was it a little surprising? It wasn't really surprising. It was satisfying. We received suggestions from people in the billing department, in accounting, from marketing, from installation, our install team. We received ideas from some places we expected and some that we didn't and we're really happy to see. We got ideas from engineers and then a lot of ideas came from the customer care call centers too, which we totally did expect. Those ideas are really typically right on because those are the folks that are talking to our customers every single day. 
Yeah. But it's cool to see that there's people in billing getting involved and, you know, those who are contributing to parts of the customer journey that might not be as obvious, but they're still connecting the dots between what they do on a day-to-day basis and a resulting customer experience. Yeah, it's really been great. What sparked the idea for this initiative? The idea came from a discussion about how to increase employee engagement, similar to what I was talking about before, because we had heard that that leads to improved CX, and we were exploring all paths at that point. And we have a senior committee, and as we talked about it, we fully acknowledge we don't have all the answers, and we really need to reach out, and decided this was a perfect way to do it. It was an idea that was sparked by the discussion, and it just grew from there. As this idea was taking shape and growing legs and starting to run, did you receive any pushback? I'd say the basic concept was very well received. And having my boss being a huge proponent of CX overall, and because he was on the leadership team or is on the leadership team, we felt like we had the air cover that we needed. So we really didn't get any pushback. The biggest challenge that we had and really still have is figuring out a way to tie the impact of implementing an idea to an actual metric. And I think that's a challenge many of us face that are in the CX field. We know that most of our ideas will have a positive impact on keeping customers and reducing calls into care, but it's really hard to make a direct correlation, especially because sometimes it's just these little things that you know it's not hurting and surely it's helping, but how do you actually prove to management that it's helping. And one of the things we're pointing at is our customer stat scores have improved over the last two years. It's a small improvement, but we'll take it. And we hope to continue to grow that. And we think ultimately, as we implement more and more of these smaller ideas, it's going to start having a bigger and bigger impact. But I'd say that's our biggest challenge is actually being able to quantitatively measure the result. You know, that's a challenge that I see CX leaders across industries facing. And maybe some of this is due to the fact that when we look at other kinds of business metrics, when you're looking at marketing, for example, and sales, it's really easy to create these cause and effect relationships. And same thing if you're looking at profitability and cost cutting and efficiencies, it's, I think, easier to draw these cause and effect relationships. But with customer experience, it's a lot of small things that add up to a big difference, but customers are fickle and moving those lagging indicators takes quite a bit. So it's hard. Yeah, you're absolutely right. One of the big things we're trying to really get more granular on is, are we impacting specific types of calls that used to come into care and that no longer are? And even that is difficult because, you know, when you've got a huge customer care organization, you categorize things in somewhat larger buckets and it makes it harder to look for some very specific things. But that's really what we're working towards. And I'm sure if you guys have already seen a trend and improvement in the satisfaction scores, That will probably only improve as you continue to roll out more improvements. And then if you can create correlations between customer satisfaction and retention or customer lifetime value, that's where you can make a business case. Yeah, that's exactly right. So have there been any game-changing ideas that have come out of CX now? I'd say we've received many small to medium ideas that together are creating this improvement to customer satisfaction. Just to give you some examples, one idea from an installer was 
to enable him to show a customer one of our data management features. And, you know, data management is critical to the product that we sell, which is internet service in rural areas. And he wanted to be able to demonstrate this feature while he was still in the home. And the feature itself had been designed so that it would activate about an hour or so after an installer would have left the home. And that's because of some technical things with the modem having to speak to our operation centers here. But the feature shows a customer how to manage their data better, which is really important for us. And we actually implemented that. The engineers were able to figure out a way to have that feature turn on right away. So that, that was a big thing. A few of the ideas were ways to improve customer education on our product, and that's prompted us to create some new videos and FAQs that we hope will decrease calls into our call centers. And some ideas were really simple, like let a customer see their password as they're typing it in. And we had another one where they suggested make sure your installers wear paper booties when they're in the home so they're not tracking in dirt. So some of those things are small but impactful. And the other thing is sometimes engineers just don't think of some of the easier things, for instance, making that password visible or increasing the font size on the password label on a customer's modem, for instance. How many times have you had to get out your magnifying glass and pull your modem out and look at the sticker on the back? Well, some simple things like that. And we had another idea where someone suggested that we proactively notify customers who have put their accounts into suspension. You know, sometimes people will seasonally suspend if they're snowbirds, for instance. And the idea was, why don't we proactively tell the customer that they're coming out of seasonal suspension at the time when they've said they would, because sometimes people forget and then they're surprised at seeing the charge and then they call in. And it's such an obvious idea, but we weren't doing it. And so we've implemented that. I would say that we're still waiting for that big game-changing idea, and I'm sure it'll happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And we've had a ton of ideas. We've had about 350 ideas so far, and we're implementing close to 30 of them, which is big for a company like ours where we're very technically focused. Our product is a technical product, so our engineers are very busy designing the next iteration of what it is we're going to provide to our customers. So to implement actually 30 of them is a pretty big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Maybe the goal shouldn't be a game-changing idea, but to continue refining the game. Yeah, no, you might be right. Yeah. I mean, I think you can make a big difference with those things. And maybe game-changing ideas are better suited for a different idea generation format. So it seems like it's working really well as a way to understand and improve the journey and get people from across the business involved and give them a stake in the game. That's super important. People feel like their voices are heard. That's a huge thing, I believe, that people are seeing that they're getting recognized. They see their name on the scroll bar on our lobby TVs. You know, there's a lot of positive reinforcement associated with it. And then they see their ideas actually being implemented. It's a big motivator. Do you think this has had a positive impact on employee engagement and experience so far? Has it influenced team culture, for example, and how people engage with each other or their general attitudes towards customer experience? I think so. I think it's our biggest win with the program. This used to be unheard of. Now I'll be in a meeting and I'll hear someone say something and they'll say, you know, you really should submit that idea to the CX Now program. And I'll be like, yes, you absolutely should. Or I'll pass up an employee in the hall and they'll call out to me, oh, I'm about to enter an idea into the program. So it's definitely positively influenced 
culture here, I'd say. I mean, obviously, selfishly, I'm saying that because I really hope it has, but I really think it's a real thing. And one of the things an employee receives if we implement their ideas, they get this little pin that they can put on their employee badge. So you get a pin each time you do it. So some employees are now up to three pins on their badge. You know, we have some serial submitters who have really good ideas. And so there's a pride thing associated with it. And I mentioned the screens. We have a product that is actually a media solution. So for us, we've got screens in all of our lobbies and all of our buildings. And we run our CX Now videos there. As I said, we have the scroll list of people who have submitted ideas, and we also identify the winners. So there's a lot of positive reinforcement. And I think the impact is people realize that we really are focusing on the customer, and it makes you feel better about your company. Yeah, for sure. Have you guys gotten any really good customer anecdotes out of some of the improvements of the customer journey? Have those become a part of the story at all? I'd say that one is a lot harder to measure We have a community where people come to troubleshoot and talk about things that they are doing with our service or that could be better, that we're doing well. And so occasionally you'll hear something like, wow, we love the redesign of the whatever topic it is, but honestly, we don't hear it a lot. Internet service is very much like electricity. When you turn on your light in the morning, you just expect it to go on. It's not really something you hear your customers talk about much. Yeah. Or putting on the booties before the installer goes into the house. And I'm really thankful that the installer put on booties and didn't track mud into my house. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I would expect the (laughs) installer not to track mud into my house. And I'm happy they did that. Exactly. We have satisfaction surveys that we run at different points of interaction with our company. So we have an installation survey that goes out. So we do see it crop up a little bit, but it's hard to quantify it. So do you think CX Now is a permanent fixture at Hughes? And if so, how are you going to keep the energy going? Yeah, I'd say it most definitely is. And like I said, we're doing a new photo shoot for employees that have submitted ideas. That's happening actually next week. And we're doing what we can to keep the energy and excitement going. We refresh the customer experience video that plays. And we're thinking of some other ways to, like through contests, to generate interest again because it waxes and wanes over time. You know, we had a ton of ideas at first and then it's sort of evened out, but we need to get it more energized. And we do that by refreshing what people actually are physically seeing and hearing about. So it absolutely is a permanent fixture. And it's amazing what some nice branding and a catchy message and some appealing visuals can do in terms of getting people to engage with something. People are being bombarded with information all day, every day from all kinds of different sources, and you want your program to stand out as something that's interesting and catchy and worth their eyeballs and attention. That's right, that it's really worthwhile. Definitely true. So I've worked with several organizations that have implemented what are kind of, for lack of a better description, these employee suggestion box programs where people submit ideas. And it sounds like a great idea. And there are some really impressive ideas, things like Amazon Prime that have come out of similar types of programs. But more often than not, what I see is that these initiatives slowly devolve into like a forgotten inbox that eventually disappears altogether. So it's a great idea at the start and it gets momentum, but it just doesn't sustain. 
What have you done to set your program apart to make sure that this doesn't happen? It's funny that you asked that and talking about the employee suggestion box programs. A suggestion box was the counter suggestion to CX Now when we first started talking about it. And by that, I mean like an actual like an suggestion actual, box. <laughs> an actual <laughs> yeah. suggestion box in the lobby. <laughs> yes, with a paper and pencil. And we decided that the online program was easier to implement. You don't have to keep refilling. You don't need somebody to read somebody else's writing. And in a way, it is basically the same thing. It's just easier to process. So what we do is we have a report every day that comes to the team's inbox that has all of the ideas that have been submitted. And we keep a master list of the ideas. And once a week, we have a committee that reviews the ideas to give it the thumbs up or thumbs down. And the committee is a pretty good swath of departments represented. So there's about six of us in there, not just senior level people, but engineers are in there. person who runs customer care for our whole organization is in there. And so we talk about it and say, okay, we think that one would make a difference. We think this one won't. And we know if they're implementable or not. We know how realistic it is as well because of the people in the room. So that's really how we sort of kept the momentum going and made sure that it's not like a black hole where people submit stuff and never hear. We've got a whole communication sequence that goes out as a result of somebody submitting an idea. They get a thank you, and then they get a personal email, and they're told when their idea is implemented, if it is implemented. So, yeah, we're making sure it doesn't get lost in a corporate suggestion box. It sounds to me like having the commitment of a once-a-week cross-functional meeting with representation from people at a senior level and probably different levels within the organization is great. It keeps the ball rolling and it forces the people in that session to be accountable for whatever the next steps are. That's probably the missing component that I've seen with a lot of organizations that have tried to implement these kind of idea-generating employee suggestion boxes, virtual or otherwise. Yeah, I'm great. It's a good suggestion for anybody who's interested in doing this is making sure that you've got the right governance set up in the background to ensure that these ideas are actually received, that there's communication, and that something's done because otherwise it just can become a black hole. And that there's rigor around it because otherwise it'll lose its importance. Switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk with you about the future of the customer experience profession. It's always nice whenever I have the opportunity to connect with other CX professionals, just to get a pulse check on what's going on in the industry. We all have a different perspective on things. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that I've been seeing are a lot of these kind of ominous reports and predictions about the future of customer experience. There was a Forrester report that popped up in my newsfeed recently claiming that one in four, one in five customer experience jobs are going to disappear. My friend and colleague Ian Golding was down in Cape Town at the end of last year giving a workshop, and he attended our end-of-year Cape Town CXPA network event, and he talked a little bit with us about what he sees is kind of like a general complacency and arrogance within the customer experience industry. Do you think that customer experience is at risk of becoming obsolete? I don't think so. As I mentioned before, at our national sales meeting, I mean, there's hundreds of people in the room. Presenters were just continually mentioning the importance of CX and how this year we're really going to focus on the customer experience on our website or on our modem error report or whatever it was. 
and I'm hearing it elsewhere too. One of my team members, for instance, last week was at a summit for Norton Antivirus Software, and she texted me during the day all excited to say, I'm in this session with Norton, and they're talking about customer experience, not even just what Norton Antivirus Software can do for you. So it's interesting. They're not just talking about the product. They're talking about the experience. You know, I think CX will morph over time. The approach that Disney, the ultimate company when you think about customer experience, or at least that I do, and their approach really makes sense to me where they don't necessarily have a separate group focusing on CX, but CX is integral to every employee's job. And I think that is the future and that's where the big win is. So maybe we don't need separate CX departments, but we need customer experience to be everybody's focus throughout the company. And someone's got to champion that too. I've heard that model referred to as like a federated model for customer experience. And I spoke not too long ago with a colleague here in South Africa that has helped move his organization to kind of a federated model from a centralized customer experience department to a situation where the customer experience function was tiny, but supporting customer experience as a responsibility of everybody's job. And I agree with you. I think that that's probably where we may be headed. It'll be interesting to see how that transition transpires and how customer experience professionals can be a part of that and make sure that doesn't mean the end of customer experience in some organizations, but that it lives on in a different format. Yeah, agreed. I think there's probably always going to be a need for somewhat of a separate focus on it, but the real win is when you get everybody in the company focusing on it. And you may not need a big customer experience group to do that, but on the other hand, customer experience can also start to include other things like your social team, which is all about customer experience. You've got customers coming to report problems on your social pages. And so they're very much a customer experience team. And there's parts of customer care, maybe all of customer care could be considered really a customer experience team. So I think there's always going to be a role for it, even as it becomes permeated throughout organizations. What can we do as customer experience practitioners and professionals to make sure that customer experience, regardless of where it sits within the business, remains an important priority for business leaders and doesn't become something that falls off the radar? I find myself saying during meetings all the time, how will that benefit the customer? Someone will make a suggestion and my response will be, how does that benefit the customer? And I think we just have to continually ask that question because if your customers don't love you, they'll go elsewhere. And, you know, it can be little things or big, but the focus has to be on your specific customer. Just to give a recent example of that, we have been updating our mobile app and our app developer, who is a great app developer, they created a slick new design. It's the latest and the greatest cutting edge technology. And I took a look at it and I mean, I'm fairly tech savvy. I've worked in internet space for many years and my boss is very tech savvy and neither of us could figure out the navigation. And you know, the app developers like, well, this is how everybody's doing it these days. And I thought, well, maybe 20-year-olds could do it, but I couldn't do it. And my boss couldn't figure it out either. And so you got to know your audience. You got to know your targets and figure out what's the right approach for them. Usability testing is so important, and a lot of companies don't do that. And that's really how you drive these great customer experiences. So I think, you know, injecting more of that logic into the thinking is the way 
that you keep customer experience as an important priority for your business leaders. It's hard to fight with the logic of the experience just doesn't work, you know? Yeah, exactly. We don't know where to go. Exactly. I mean, if you've got an experience that's just not working for the original testing audience, then it's probably time to make some changes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for others out there who are advocating for customer experience within their organizations? I would say keep your CX mantra of how does it benefit the customer. I work with a lot of engineers, and they are really super smart. But what's easy for them to understand is often way over my head, and I'm continually asking, how can you change that so that a regular person will understand what we want them to do or what they need to do? Putting the customer first should infiltrate your organization so that it becomes second nature and a part of everyone's way of thinking. It's simple. The customer is the first and most important person in every company's life. And, you know, if your product doesn't meet their needs and if they are not happy with their experience, you'll lose them as a customer. And that's obviously not a good thing. Well, it sounds like the CX Now program has done a great job of keeping the customer and the customer experience front and center for employees, regardless of where they work in the organization or how many degrees removed they are from the customer. So that's fantastic. Thank you. I love the program. So (laughs) I'm biased. Well, it's a great program. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sue, so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to my interview with Sue Brady. I hope that our conversation has provided some inspiration for how CX professionals can engage with employees and partners as key stakeholders in ongoing journey improvement and gave some food for thought around the future of customer experience. If the future is a federated model, then engaging stakeholders from across the business to help with journey improvement is probably a constructive step towards the future of what customer experience management will be. I'll include a link to the CXPA Innovation Award submission video for CXNow in the show notes for this episode. I think the video brings to life many of the points that Sue and I discussed. If you're enjoying the podcast, I invite you to share the program with others or head on over to iTunes and rate the program. This helps others discover the show. I'll be back every Thursday this month with new CX Mini Masterclass episodes. These shorter episodes are designed to be punchy, bite-sized overviews of key customer experience concepts and practical approaches that you can use. So be sure to listen in or subscribe for updates when new shows go live. If you're looking for help realizing customer-centric change in your organization, please don't hesitate to get in touch. My contact details are on my website, or you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter. My handle is at Julia Allfelt. 